this all for Jesus, all I am and have. Jesus, all for Jesus, all.
Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I'd like us to stand together tonight and I'd just like to sing an old song. Never grow old. I'd like to sing that in honor of Sister Ivanenko. She's gone to be with the Lord on the other side and where we never will grow old. Amen. I think it's just a real appropriate song for this time. I have heard of a land on a far away terrain. It's a
real believer just to know that God has gone ahead to prepare a place for us. Amen. Amen. We just want to remember the Ivanenko family and sister, brother Peter's mother, brother Peter Ivanenko, the pastor in Seattle, and their family, their mother has gone on to be with the Lord. We just want to remember them in prayer. I'm not sure when the uh, memorial service or what they're actually going to be uh, doing, but we'll just remember the family in prayer. And we have a few prayer requests for the mic. Ray, can I come? Have you come and pray, <coughs> Sister Karen Ganest in Quebec is requesting prayer. Um, that's an unspoken need, so we just want to remember that need in prayer. Um, Sister Eleanor Drake. Uh, writes in her granddaughter Emily requested prayer after she had a vehicle accident on Saturday Um, the Lord spared her life I guess she was t-boned in an intersection and it could have been a lot worse so we're just thankful that it wasn't but uh, Sister Eleanor writes uh, the Lord spared her life and she recognizes that she's backslidden and I'm asking for prayer for her soul So we want to remember that in prayer with our sister Eleanor tonight. And uh, Sister Calista has written in to pray for Sister Helen Billisberger. She's at the hospital. So we just want to remember our sister in prayer tonight. And all the needs that we have, we just bring them all before the Lord. Amen. God bless you, brother. That's what we're here for. Do you believe tonight? Amen. Amen. We're believers. Amen. 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 Let's put that on our right on the front of our hearts, Lord. I believe. I think of the song Brother Branham sang so many times because he loved it so much. Only believe. Amen. Let's just pray now and bring these needs before the Lord. Heavenly Father, this evening, Lord, Lord, even this afternoon, I just was humming the song, only believe all things are possible, only believe. Lord, you loved that song, Lord, for it channeled and it put, Lord, their focus on the right thing, Lord, not on the cares of the world, not on the things of life, not on the situations, not on the circumstances, but Lord, only believe. If you can put all the doubts aside, if you can put all the worries aside and just believe on the promise, all things, Lord, are possible. And so, Lord, time and time again, Lord, then you vindicated that over and over thousands of times before. So that, Lord, there was no doubt, Lord, beyond a shadow of a doubt that, Lord, you can move on the scene if you could only believe. So, Lord, tonight, Lord, there's believers here. And we are gathered, Lord, your word said, if there are two or three gathered in my name, believing on any one thing, they shall have it. So, Lord, we are believing tonight as believers. Our hearts are unified on one thing, and that is your word and the promises that are therein, Lord. Thinking, Lord, our sister Eleanor, penning, Lord, this request for for Emily, oh God. Lord, she's sat many services in this building, Lord. She received, she's heard from you, Lord. Lord, from this pulpit before. She's been in camps before. Lord, the token still 
applies. Lord, the blood still speaks. Lord, there's still power in the blood of the Lamb. So, Heavenly Father, you move circumstances to move hearts and to turn them towards you. Lord, we pray whatever it takes. Do that, Lord. Whatever it takes. Lord, in this situation, maybe you've done whatever it takes. So, Lord, may I pray, Lord, that recognition, even as it's been penned down, recognizing that, Lord, you spared her. So, I pray, Lord, it goes beyond just the sparing of her natural life. But you spared her so that her eyes could turn heavenward. Her eyes could look to Calvary and say, not only did he save me of my natural life, but he saved me from a sin-sick soul. He saved me from hell. He saved me and brought me into his arms. Oh God, would you move on the scene? Lord, I think of Brother Johnny Waldner or Brother Victor who were in their room. And Lord, it wasn't a special moment, but you came down in their room and you transformed them in a moment. Lord, come down in her little room. Come down wherever she might be and transform her soul that Lord she could come into this building she could come back to this sanctuary and give the glory to you alone Lord because there's believers here that can sing and say the words we believe and we receive it in Jesus Christ's name Heavenly Father, we bring the other needs before you. Lord, an unspoken prayer request. Lord, they had faith to pen it down. They had faith to bring it, Lord, before the people. Lord, so we pray, whatever it is, would you meet it in Jesus Christ's name. Name above all names. Not, Lord, in other some other name, some other power, some other thought. But in the name above all names, would you meet her need, O oh God. Comfort the Ivanenko family. Lord, losing a loved one, their mother, Lord. Lord, she had some difficult years. And Lord, you bore her up now into your presence, Lord. And the separation is not easy. Lord, as we lose a loved one. And Lord, we're now left, Lord, to be separated for a moment. But Lord, we need comfort. For we do sorrow. Lord, maybe not as others sorrow, but we sorrow. So Lord, would you comfort them, Lord. Knowing, Lord, the promise that she'll see her again. Lord, we're praying that's a real short gap of time. Lord, so Lord, tonight, maybe focus on your word tonight. As the time time's clock comes to an end, Lord, may we come fervent, listening for your word. Because Lord, we all hang on to that promise. Lord, that one day as the song has been sung, we will never, never grow old. So we commit this service to you, Lord, that the word would speak and change our hearts and bring us closer to you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Mike. You can have your seats tonight. I just want to welcome each and every one of you gathered here tonight. Those with us that have joined with us online, God bless you richly. Amen. Brother Tom will be speaking tonight. So we're looking forward to that. Amen. I like to sing the old song, Give Me That Old Time Religion. I've been uh, just, we just had such a wonderful time on Monday night, and I just, uh, just to see God move and feel His presence, and just to know that it's the same God that the apostles enjoyed and lived in His presence and walked with Him and did his works. It's the same God today. We're confessors, professors, and possessors. Amen. That's the old time religion. Amen. It's 
possessing the gates of the enemy. Hallelujah. Well, give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. sing that song down at the cross where my savior died well down at the cross where my savior died down where
I see a young man back there I haven't seen for a few weeks. 
Brother David Adamora, really good to see you. <laughs> Wonderful to have you here. The highways are open. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Wonderful. Oh, Brother Tom's here. He's raring to go. Amen. Let's sing uh, Victory is Mine, and we'll let Brother Tom come and preach. Amen. Well, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Oh, victory Defeat is not even in our vocabulary. Amen. I'm happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Where else would we rather be? Right? We're just happy to be in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Wednesday night service, we just pray, God, that you'll come in your own special way, speaking to us individually, taking the word of God and molding a people into the very image of Jesus Christ. Lord, we love your word. We love your message. Faithful messenger that's come. We want to be found faithful ourselves to hold the glorious banner of the word of the Lord up high. Lord, we will not let it fall. We will hold to it strong. And we will run this great course, Lord, that lays ahead of us. Father, we ask now you take the word, speak to your people. And Lord, feed us, we pray, from the heavenly manna. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Turn to Romans chapter 8, please. Romans chapter 8. Musicians, thank you so much. I've got a couple announcements as you're turning I'd like to make. I'll be reading from uh, Romans 8, verse 11 first. Brother Tim uh, Dodd will be preaching at the U, at the camp this weekend, December the 12th, for the U.S. that are there and anybody that wishes to go down. We'll have the doors open here for the home church, and we'll be enjoying what the Lord's put on your heart, Brother Tim. Amen. We'll be pulling. We'll be pulling. Fill the pool from Canada. Amen. Then the following weekend, we'll be having uh, a normal service here, uh, uh, December 19th, 1030 in the morning. And then at 4.30, uh, we will have, or 4 o'clock, I've got here, 4 o'clock, we'll be having communion service here. And those that are in the States, they will be gathering up at Mount Baker Camp. And I believe Brother Michael or Brother Murphy will be down there with the deacons there. And we'll do it simultaneously on the Internet with each other. And that will be a very special time. 
I know we've all been looking forward to it. We've been waiting so that the, um, the borders and all the situations have uh, been open to make it so that we can do it. And now we can do it, and we will do it. And we've missed it, and Brother Ed is so looking forward to having that communion. So we'll do that. Um, the communion is here, and for the U.S. citizens, it will be up at Mount Baker Camp. And that will be December the 19th. All right. God bless you. Did I miss anything? We're all right. Okay. I'm getting older. So Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it's Paul writing, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. I'd like you to take a special note to that last part by the spirit that dwelleth where? So now you need to say, yeah, that spirit that dwelleth in me. Amen. So we'll continue on to read uh, verse uh, 28. Verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Do you love God? It will work. Everything works to your good to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, now Paul is going to clarify this call here. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Did you notice that now? Those that are predestinated will be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate. So now let's go back to uh, all things work to the good. Those who he did predestinate, them he also called. Now, if you take a word, many are called and few are chosen. We understand very, very quickly that there's different types of callings. There's a general call. And that's a call to the wedding supper. There's a general call. But then there's a call to the predestinated, which is totally different call. So now we're, we're only, I'm only preaching tonight to the called. Okay? We're preaching to the called tonight. And if you're called, I want you to start to rejoice in your calling. Amen. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them also he called, also justified whom he had, uh, and justified, and whom he had justified, he also glorified. Verse 31, what shall we then say to those things? If God be for us, what is all your problems? Who can be against us? May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. God bless you. You can have your seats. So this is a Wednesday night, and um, it's sort of home cooking night. We can just roll up our sleeves and preach what the Lord's put on our heart. Brother Bram says something in the message called expectation. There's something created, that desire in your heart. He said, is that right? Before there 
could be a creation. There has to be a creator to create that creation. Is that right? So he's, he's, he's looking for a little bit of um, feedback. He, he keeps on, is that right? Is that right? That's right. There you are. And when the Holy Ghost created in your heart a desire to see the power of God. And I, I have to declare, God has been moving supernaturally. And God put a desire within the hearts of his people to see the power of God. He says now, and when the Holy Ghost created in your heart to see the power of God work. There's got to be a power of God somewhere. Who will break down the shackles. Come in with the power of God. Move with healing, salvation, the pouring out of his spirit. And that's what we're expecting. So now here we are on a Wednesday night. I don't know what you're expecting. But all I'm expecting is the word of God is going to meet my every need. If I have an expectation, God put something in me. And that had to be the creator himself. So God only puts in his seed that desire for him. So you might as well rejoice. You might as well praise him. You might as well look to him and say, praise our God. You put a desire in my heart for you. It did not come from man. It did not come from preachers. It did not come from me. It came from God. Jana, how do I remember you night, that night you gave your heart to the Lord? I preached on the opportunity. It's the time and opportunity. And here she sits here with a family. I say, God put something in your heart. Is that right, David? Look what she got. She got you. Wow. And then beautiful children. Isn't our God good? So God is the creator that puts something in your heart to desire the things of God. We don't desire church. We desire him. He's everything to me. People get a little bit of mix up. Because they start to look at a a gathering as a society. Rather than a gathering to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to know this evening by the grace of God. God created in your heart a desire to see the power of God. Why wouldn't we gay? Why wouldn't we want the power of God? Why wouldn't we want to see salvation and deliverance? He did it for me, Dorothy. He did it for you. Amen. He does healing. He does deliverance. He does everything. So why would we leave the house of God tonight? Low expectations. I don't know why you came here. I came here to meet with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I hate formality. I despise formality. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, God. Fall asleep. Go to bed. Hmm? I hate that. But I love it when we see a man get saved. Right, Sister Geneva? I don't know about you, but my heart's been skipping ever since I spoke to Jonathan in my office. I loved his testimony, Brother Matthew. You kept on saying, have you spoke to Brother Tom yet? Have you spoke to Brother Tom yet? He says, I couldn't even go over for a coffee. And he said, have you spoke to Brother Tom yet? Have you spoke to Brother Tom yet? And he said, that just rang in my ears. And then God gave me Harriet and gave me a baby. 
Then I thought, who could I call in my condition? I couldn't call Brother Tom. But now he says, if I call Brother Tom, I can surrender everything. Surrenders everything. And God gives him a wife and gives him a family under the umbrella of the dedication of Christ. I would say that's a great desire, Brother Matthew. Has God met your desire? We've been praying for Andrew. We, we deny Satan. We put that little picture up of Herod and, and your son, Jonathan. People might say, well, they're not even in church. I said, they are our sons. So uh, we have a board at a prayer meeting. It's called the token board. We got your sons on those boards. We got your daughters on those boards. We have your daddies on those boards. We have mommies on that board. I'm expecting. Amen. And if you get into that prayer meeting, you'll start expecting also. It's not some dead formal, some sort of prayer meeting. It's where brothers hold up their hands. Voices are shouted before the king. Prayers are ascending. And God is moving. Amen. God is in control of his people. Amen. God put something in your heart, a desire to see the power of God. Darren, the power of God. Since a young man at Kiwamas camp, when you said, I can't even be a counselor, I'm going to go home and pray. You know him in the power of his resurrection. Is he the same? The same God that saved you will save your children. I'm expecting for the power of God. Amen. I don't expect anything less, Brother O'Callaghan. I prayed for joy the other night. I prayed for Joseph the other night. We're praying for our children. We are believing in the power of God. If God put it in our hearts, then there has to be a God that will answer your prayer. Amen. Or he's a dead God. He said, ask and you shall receive. Is that what he said? Knock and it shall be open. That's the word. Amen. Oh, brother Tom, you're getting a little loud already. Hey, if there's not something burning inside, you're just dead old wood. Brother Bram said in the Easter seal, there's something in you. This quote's been quoted over the years. There's something in you that you never put there. As a boy in a worldly family wanting God, but didn't know where to go. God put something there. And if there was a desire, there had to be a God to meet that desire. And the Baptist couldn't meet it. The Pentecost couldn't meet it. But this message met it. Amen. Hallelujah. Who put that in a little boy's heart? Who put that in your heart? God. For no. We'll get into that. God put something in you. That you never put there. It's something you couldn't even desire it. You can hammer on that. You can exclaim that. You can say it over and over again. And that makes it more miraculous. You couldn't even desire this. So God rich in mercy. Put a desire in your heart. For this message. And because that desire was there. This message had to come to you. Amen. You couldn't even desire it. It's something contrary to your nature. It's the foreknowledge 
of God. It's the foreknowledge of God taking place. God's word. I'd like to preach a little subject tonight on foreknown. God foreknew you. God foreknew you. You are always in the mind of God. And once in the mind of God, you can never get out of my mind. You can never get out of his mind. People say, well, I throw in the towel. Try it. How's that work? I can't do it any longer. Yes, you can. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. His wonders to perform. God put a desire in there. It was against your nature. It was the foreknowledge of God. You've been foreknown of God. God knew you before the foundation of the world. You were in God and always were in God. And when you will go back to God. You can say the same thing Jesus said. I've come from him and I go back to him. You can say it tonight. You're a son and daughter of God. Birthed by the word of God. Come from God. Go back to God. No other age got this revelation like we got this revelation. Listen, Luther just got the just but shall live by faith. Wesley got the second move of grace. The sanctification. But Pentecost even got the restoration of the gifts. But Brother Bram said, we in this bride hour got the word himself. Amen. We have the word. And that word is living in you. And that word is expecting the expected. Not the unexpected. The word's expecting the expected. The word Callista in you is expecting a new body change. Amen. This is our day. This is our hour. This is the time. But if the spirit that raised up Christ from the dead lives in you, if Jesus Christ's spirit lives in you, it shall also quicken your mortal body. Brother Branham said in the Easter seal, you have already been resurrected. You are just waiting for your body to catch up with what happened on the inside. If you're not born again and you're not quickened by the spirit of God, I say to you tonight, let the Holy Ghost come. Quicken your soul. Quicken your soul. To reach out to Calvary, to claim the blood, to let it do its cleansing work within your life and let the spirit of God reign within your soul. So can I say to you then, Calista, as you expect the expected, that God in you is expecting a new body, that God in you is looking for that change. For let me say, as Paul said, behold, I send, show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Can I hear an Amen. No other generation could read this scripture like you and I can read this scripture. Brother Bram said they died with that expectation and that expectation will raise them. But this generation is going to cheat death. Oh, death, where's your sin? Oh, great, where is your victory? Hallelujah. Behold, he says, I show you a mystery. People want to put this message. They, you know, people don't understand this message. I'm sorry. They don't understand this message. They think it's just Brother Branham and he's a prophet. Saints, this message came through a prophet to put you in a rapture. If you don't accept this message, there is no rapture. 
You say, well, that's pretty straight. It's the word. God, rich in mercy, sent Malachi 4. Not for us to say, oh, God sent Malachi 4. Oh, God just sent Revelation 10, 7. The book came down. The open word came. Because now God knew all hell was going to open up. So we needed the whole word. We needed the whole volume of the book to combat Satan. And to let him know this bride is his victory. Amen, Brother Tim. We're not a mamsy-pamsy church. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We are the church. We're the dynamo. We're the bride. Yep. You said, oh, Dan, I've heard that since I was a little baby. And look at you now, you're a big boy. You can put me in your arms. But nevertheless... That expectation's got to grow. I don't care if you were a baby on baby row right here. You need an experience in God and know Him in the power of His resurrection. My expectation is a body change. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all, we shall not all sleep, but we all shall be. Is that the word? That is the word. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. The Bible goes on saying 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ be raised incorruptible. And I love it. We shall be changed. Listen, if God didn't need a prophet, we just go to church. And there's thousands of churches. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They got their bands. I talked to one brother the other day. He said, I'm so glad that I, I, when I saw your website that there's no smoke bombs, no red and blue lights, no laser show, no nothing, but a firebrand. Woo, that went over big. Saints of God, listen, you don't know what they got out there. It's a bunch of nonsense. But God sent you a prophet. Behold, I send you a prophet. Elijah, the prophet. And without it, saints of God, we'd be like everybody else. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land I will show you. I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great. Make it? You couldn't make it for nothing. The wonderful part of this scripture is God said, I will make. People try to make something out of their lives and it turns to ruin. But when God does something, he takes the nothings and makes them somethings. Amen. He, the creator, is able to make Abraham a great nation. 
I want you to keep that in mind. If he can make Abraham, who was an old man at 75, who had a barren wife, and said, I will make you a great nation. That word was spoken, and nothing was going to stop it. No infightings with Lot. No five kings. No nothing. No king of Emelech's, no king of Egypt's, no nothing is going to stop Abraham from being father of nations. So you tell, ask, let me ask you a question. Who's going to stop you from being the bride of Jesus Christ? Nothing. If God be for us, who can be against us? The Bible says here, now, in, in Romans it says here, And we all know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called. Only the called. Only those that are chosen. Goes on to say, for whom he did foreknow. Now I have to ask you, who's the whom? I looked up the whom. (laughs) I want to find what the whom meant. The whom. It's a person. And the person has to be identified as the one speaking to whom... I have foreknown. So there has to be a person attached to the whom. And it has to be me. Because I'm reading the book. So if you've read the book with me, for whom he did foreknow. All right. For whom he did foreknow. For whom he did foreknow. He also predestinated. Hmm. To be conformed. Can I say to be created or can I say already the creator created and we will get into that to be conformed to the image of the son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren moreover whom he did predestinate them he called and whom he called he justified whom he justified he hath already glorified what shall we say then of these things If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, let me ask you a question. Very quickly, because I have a few examples I would like to speak on tonight. For whom he did foreknow, the foreknown. There's a little woman at the well. And we've heard that story, I would say, thousands of times. Brother Bram used it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, over 700 times, making just a specific reference to the woman at the well. It was... A woman that wasn't even accustomed to talking to Jews. She wasn't, as what the Jew would say, a chosen race. Because she was a Samaritan. And, and Jesus even rebukes her and says, you don't even know what you worship. You don't have a clue what you worship. But she had something in her that was foreknown of God. And that was called the seed of God. And that seed recognized the word for its hour. So only the foreknown will recognize the word. And the word recognize the foreknown. (laughs) God knew she would be there. Sorry, Brother Reed. God knew you'd be sitting right there. God knows everything. And I want to thank him tonight. For he's a great God. And he knew that seed was going to come forth. Who told her when the Messiah cometh? Pharisees sure didn't, because they didn't get it. They didn't receive it. The Sadducees, the Herodians, the scribes, they didn't get it. The Jews never got it. And I don't care if 
The whole world doesn't see it. But he came to my well. (laughs) That's what you have to come to. I am the foreknown of God. The creator created something in me that no man put in me. I couldn't desire it. So I'm responding to what God put in me. Amen. We cannot just be a church. We have to be a living organism. Amen. A living organism. So now here's this woman. She went, Brother Bram said she had a predestinated seed. She had a predestinated seed laying in her. She had a predestinated seed laying in her. She was believing. She was watching. Even in her sinful condition. She was watching for the coming of Messiah. Can you imagine? A Samaritan. An unbeliever to the Jews. But I put myself there. Who was I? I wasn't in any special meetings. I wasn't in the thousands of the meetings. I never saw the wheelchairs and the crutches and, the, and, and people coming off the cots. I didn't see that. But God came to me individually. He came to me personally. And God did a change in me, Brother Ray, that nobody can take from me. Amen. Nobody can take it from me. She had a predestinated seed laying there. Brother Bram called it the germ of life. And it sprung to life. That woman in her horrible state, Matthew, in her horrible state, in a terrible state. And, and don't get so sanctimonious on me all of a sudden. You know, I, well, I wasn't that bad. You were wretched, miserable, blind, and didn't know it. But Jesus put a seed in you. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. It sprung to life. She was predestinated. Her name was on the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. She had a little predestinated seed laying there. But as soon as that light struck that seed. Just think about it. It just struck it. And she said, when the Messiah cometh, he'll do these things. Look what the word said to her. I that speak to thee am he. People are looking for a Messiah. We got Messiah. Brother Bram said, we got the word. He is the word. Hallelujah. Don't want it to go over your head. Just keep on holding on. As soon as that light flashed upon that seed, she said, when the Messiah comes, he'll do those things. I that speak to thee am he. She said, there was that germ of life. Amen. It was now that creative part of God that was responding to the creator. Everybody looked at her and said, nope, she's no good. She's a good, no good for nothing. Look at her married six times and, you know, and now living with another man. And she doesn't know, even know who her husband is. It doesn't matter what condition you're in. Jesus only comes to his predestinated. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Jesus came. Now, how about Legion? Let's take Legion. Now, I'm going from worst to the worst. 
Because I know some of you think you're the best of the best. So I'm just going down the ladder from the worst to the worst. Here's Legion filled with demons. Brother Branham said he was Legion. And so then if you look up the word Legion, that means anywhere from 3,000 to 6,000 devils. Oh, I thought I'd help you out, find out how you get a devil. Boy, that got quiet. Brother Bram said, then Jesus came, darkest of hours. Can you imagine? He says, their legion was. And he went out and he had a cigarette. Then he went to a little gambling. And another spirit came in. And then he, when he told his wife where he was, he told a lie. And another demon came in. You better get your house filled. You better get the Holy Ghost. I tell you what, that devil just rent him sore. But God knew where a part of himself was. <laughs> In Legion's darkest of hour, then Jesus came. There he was. Jesus come along. Could you imagine Legion going back now to his home delivered? Can you imagine? Here comes a man that was in the tombs, naked, chains, broken chains, naked, just an emaciated mess. But Jesus put him in his right mind, clothed him. He goes home. And can you imagine now? Here goes the man down to find his house and his little wife sold the house. And the house is not even there. And he was wondering, where's my wife and children? Brother Bram said he searched from place to place till finally somebody said she's living in some alley somewhere. And he goes down in that little tin shack. The children came to see him. They run to hide. The wife grabbed up her little shawl. She started out the gate. He said, never mind, honey. Never mind, children. Come here to daddy. I want you in my arms. I want to put my arms around you, sweetheart. That little dress that's torn off you. Oh, my. What happened? She said, what happened to you? He said, then Jesus came along. And that's what made the difference in my life. The great creator became his savior. Why? The creator was finding something of his creation. That's why he could say, take your hands off of my property. Why? You are a part of his creation. Satan has tried to put you down. And Jesus is trying to put you up. He that descended has ascended. And we are going to ascend with him. Oh, children of the Lord, we have a right to shout and sing. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus, to whom he foreknew. He also did predestinate to be conformed. So now the foreknown of God, he's letting you know that he previously marked you out in love by his foreknowledge, knowing that his creation is going to love him. Oh, I, I love that definition. I looked up that. So it's not just me just saying that. So then if you're foreknown of God and God knew that you're the foreknown and you got that gene in you of the foreknown, he knew that you would love him. So when the word would come by your way, you would say, Jesus, 
You wouldn't reject him. You would love him. And then when Jesus came in this generation, you would not reject him. You would embrace him. Hallelujah. Look what he did for you, Ray. Gave you a wife. Gave you children. Amen. Can you imagine your Zoe just running around out there? Huh? You'd be in agony. You'd be at the altar. You'd say, God, save my wife. Here you are sitting together, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. There should be a rejoicing. Come on. There should be a rejoicing. Hallelujah. God knows his creation. I don't care what Satan has done to Satan's Eden. He's marred it. He's marked it. He's defaced it. He's defiled it. But God is going to renovate it. Because it's his creation. Oh my goodness. Look what devil did to you. Wrecked you. Caused chaos in your life. You weren't even in your right mind. But you were the foreknown of God. You were messed up. You didn't even know what to think. But God was going to come in your generation and give you his mind. So you could think his thoughts. And so many people want to tell God how to think his thoughts. That's why he said, stay with the message. Say what he said. Don't add to it or take away. Say what he said. God knows his creation. Amen. And he's not going to lose not one of them. No, he is not. The only way we will ever be then in the image of God. The only way we will ever be in the image of God is to be foreknown of God, predestinated of God. Then we will be then conformed to the image of God. For it is God has to reveal himself or express himself to you through his word. In that channel, for Christ was the image here on earth that you see God in a man expressed in the image of God. Because God was in him so much that they are one. And now when Christ left, he sanctified the church. And the church takes his place and expresses the word of God the only way it can be done. So now there has to be a word to conform the creation of God. So now, don't get in your mind conforming as you're conforming to dress at BCA. You have to wear a white shirt, or you have to wear gray flannel, or you have to have black shoes. That's conforming as man. But when God conforms a person, it is not on the outside. Stay with me. It's never on the outside. It's Jesus on the inside, working toward the outside. Right? So then a part of the creation of God starts to be conformed as soon as that light strikes. Listen to me. Give me a couple more minutes. 
What are you anyhow? A good question, Abraham. What are you anyhow? He says, you're just a lump. Now, he's obviously speaking in Shreveport. He says, you're just a lump of Louisiana clay. Mm-hmm. With some life in it. He said, that's all. Even if you're from Texas. That big place, you'd still be a lump of Texas mud. With a little moisture. That's all you are. That's exactly right. And that's what you're going back to. Dirt. Man wants to forget God. They come from the dust of the dirt with a little moisture. And they go back with no moisture and dirt. But after all, how could that mud walk, breathe and eat if it wasn't some life in it? Think of it. It had to be created dirt. And the very creator created it. So the dirt you walk on was created by God. The wood you sit on is created by God. The metal you use for a car is created by God. Everything that was on this earth was created by God. It was Satan that perverted the creation of God. God created it. And you know what he's doing, Brother Nathaniel? Brother Bram says he's riding in your mud ship. Just, be, and just in case anybody thought there anything. <laughs> the prophet just called you a mud ship. But the difference between you and the world is that God's in your mud ship. Mm-hmm. God is in your Mud ship. He's riding in that mud ship. Amen. He made me what I am without a desire. How much more could he raise me up by my desire or by the word of his promise? There's some people that desire it, but God didn't put a desire for things of God. They desire for the things of man. So those he foreknown, he did predestinate to be conformed. We spoke at it once before, but I'll just enlarge on it a little bit more. Those to who he did, did conform, that's some morpho, that is a inward life, sun life, that which is, comes from the sun, refers to a conformity to be a child of God or to be in the image of his son to resemble him. To be in the form of the image of his son. So can I just say to you right now as we will look back into Romans 8. This book of Romans is only written to his redeemed. Some morpho. Morpho refers to the inner reality. The inner reality. Reality. That's why Brother Bram said, you've never seen the real me yet. Because the real me is that which is inside of me. Inside of you. So now some more foo. Who has been conformed or more foo is the inner reality or the inner real form of something which never alters. Hmm. The word can't change. 
The word can only respond to the word himself. It can never alter. So people that take the word, the message, whatever they want, they start changing it. They're not in the image of God. They're of another seed. Because this seed that comes from God can never be altered. It can only be the word. My. It can only resemble the very image of his son. You are to resemble him. You're to be in the likeness of the form of him. It's your inner reality. It's your real form. It's the real you. (laughs) My, 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 my. I am so glad that there's something in me that is better than this. Oh, I am so glad, Brother Tim. (laughs) You don't know Tom. Tom knows Tom. Tom, the Tom in here does not like this Tom here. They war. They war. But I'm so thankful that that which is in me is greater than the Tom outside of me. I'm so thankful that the Jacob in me brings the Esau into order. This was the firstborn. This was birth. But inside was a seed of God that brings the outside into subjection. Hallelujah. And the elder. Hey, I was 21. The elder will serve the younger. Uh Uh-huh. And I say, praise the Lord. The younger has dominion. Come on. The younger has dominion over the elder. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. We're winners. We're not losers. Greater is he that is in you. The sore more. I knew if I said too many times, I wouldn't say it right. The some more full in you. Greater is the God part. Greater is the creator part that is in you than that which is in the world. My little children, Paul says in Galatians 4.19, of whom I travail in birth until Christ be formed in you. What was he wanting the people to come to? A new birth. Because once that birth takes a hold, Gabe, you can never, ever go back till Christ be formed in you. Never go back. You can never go back. Why? Because now you're expressing the change of that character to make it conduct to correspond with the inward spiritual condition so that there, there may inner conformity to Christ takes over the outer Conformity of man. Oh man. How many wants to stomp your flesh down? <laughs> how many? How, you know, Brother Bram said, it was, you know what his worst enemy was? And I'm so happy he said this. Uh huh. Because I look in, at myself every morning in the mirror. <laughs> huh? I love stomping Tom Ray. Mm-hmm. You say, well, I love to stomp the devil. I love to stomp Tom. 
I love to put that thing under subjection to the word of God. The things I used to do, I do them no more. I don't care if drugs came by my way, booze came by my way, women came by my way, anything came by my way. I've got a part of the creation of God in me that brings this body subject to the word of God. And it cannot be shaken. People get shaken by events and circumstances. And oh my, the world, a bunch of chicken littles. I'm sure glad it wasn't the book called The Eagle Little. Huh? Chicken Little. This guy is falling. It was only an acorn. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is not falling. This bride is not weaker. This bride is stronger. It's stronger now than it's ever been. Amen. We'll let those that want to go their way. But I'm going that way. Look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Abraham, look north, east, west, south. All of it's yours. Bride, look forward. Look upward. For a great portion of heaven awaits you. He made Abraham what he is. Made him a great nation. Gave him a great promise that he'd be father of nations. Did he do it? Yes, he did it. Is there going to be a bride victorious? Yes, Yes, there is. Whose is it? Hallelujah. Amen. I think I could quit right there. Right there. You all made your confession. Amen. Stronger now, Mike, than we've ever been. Hey, listen. I don't know who, who all started out with Noah. Probably started with a big revival. I mean, what a message. What a message he had. Man, what a mystery was being unveiled. God is going to rain from the heavens. Who told you that? God told me that. Huh? Everybody going, you're crazy. You're loco. But you know, a group of people said, hey, this is great. We got a new message. It's lovely. Let's follow Noah. But after 50 years, half of them left. After 75 years... Another third of them left until he was left with his three sons. Hmm. But Brother Bram said the other day, I listened to him, he says, now, brother, you only got half the story. Those are the ones that go through tribulation. It was the one that walked with God and was not. Don't worry about numbers. Never, God's never been worried by numbers. I was, Brother Bram, I was telling the brothers the other day, I said, Brother Bram said, now, the pillar of fire wrote the seven moons on the back wall of the church. And then the pillar of fire stood there by those moons. He said, now, my little church of three to four hundred. I thought, isn't that incredible? The most powerful ministry outside of Jesus Christ. There's only three hundred in little Branham Tabernacle. Not everybody loves the word. Not any, uh, not everybody have been conformed to the image of God. Not everybody's predestinated. And Brother Bram said, and I loved it because I always said, if I, Brother Bram said, now he's not only, he's not 10 feet from here. And now Mrs. Jones, and he would say that. And I thought, how come nobody's moving? How come nobody's running up to the front and saying, Lord, you're standing here. I don't see you. But if you're here, your prophet says he's here. I'm here. I'm here. But I loved it. Brother Bram said, when those circles went on the wall, everybody got off their seats and wanted to look at that wall. I thought, oh my goodness. 
Blessed are your eyes, for they have not seen and yet believe. Powerful. Powerful, saints of God. It's powerful. Here we are formed. Brother Bram said in Who's This Melchizedek? Here we are formed to the word image, to be a partaker of the word, to feed on the word. By being predestinated, only the predestinated can feed on the word. By being predestinated since the beginning, you see, that little start, a spark of life you had in you from the beginning, that was a part of the creator, that part of God in you. When you started your journey, many of you can remember, you joined this church, you joined that church, you tried this, you tried that, nothing satisfied. But one day, one day, we recognize, one day, when the Messiah comes, he'll tell us these things. One day, he will send a prophet that will introduce a bride to Jesus Christ. This day, this scripture is being fulfilled in your ears. Oh, it's just the church we come to Bible way. Saints of God, look around the room. Half of you might not be here next week. And then half again another year. And whatever. You have to know that if there's one going, it's you. It's you. The word came to you. Amen. Then after you recognize the very word of God, then you left those other things. And you've been formed now into the very living image of the living God. Amen. Prophet in the Ephesians church. Prophet in the Laodicean church. The Alpha has become the Omega. Paul talked about the image of God. This prophet speaks of the image of God being formed in you. God, rich in mercy, literally sent his created word to his seed genes of God. For the Bible says in Colossians 1 and 13, who he hath delivered from the power of darkness has translated us into the kingdom. It's another realm. It's another place. It's called heavenly places. And Brother Bram said in one place, we're in heavenly places always. He said, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Colossians 1 and 15 says, who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. The Greek goes on to say, he is the exact living image. He is the essential manifestation of the unseen God. That he is the visible representation of the invisible God. And I want to say to you tonight, so are you. I know that's a strong pill to swallow on a Wednesday night, but the church has to mature. I'm sorry, folks. You have to mature. You have to get out of the doldrums. You have to have to get out of woe is me. And realize we are the victory. When do we get to there? When do we get to the realization, my God is greater than every situation? When do we come to that situation? Just head knowledge or heart knowledge? I say it's heart knowledge. 
I don't care what the conditions are, Nathaniel. I don't care what conditions are. The promise of God has been given you. You claim it. We walk in it. We deny the devil. You might call me insane, but all I know, it works. It works. God doesn't do half a work. He does a full work. Amen. Just, this is what Brother Bram said, just what Jehovah was, Jesus was. Get that? Brother Bram said another message. I think, I believe it is a message of grace. Jehovah of the old is Jesus of the new. So here's another message. He says now, just what Jehovah was, Jesus was. He's the expressed image of God. He was God shaped out here. And all the powers of God were formed into and put in that human body. He said, it's not me that doeth the works, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Let me ask you, is it you that doeth the works? Or is it the Father that dwelleth in you doing the works? I would have to admit to what the scripture says. It's the Father in me that doeth the works. What is God doing? Reestablishing God and man becoming one again. God establishing, reestablishing God and man being one again. Why? He was the expressed image of God. He was God's thought expressed by the word. And God said, let there be, and it was. And that word overshadowed Mary. Listen to what he says here. He overshadowed Mary. And then she birthed the word. And by birthing the word, she nursed the word. Okay? You with me okay? Everybody there already? The the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. Amen? And now that which is in you is of the Holy Ghost. Is that what the Bible says? Yep. It's a holy thing that is in you. Right? And so now she birthed the word. Is that true? Yes, she did. And then after she birthed the word, she nursed the word. Right? Just think about it. She nursed the word. I thought this was incredible. She nursed him. True. Brother Bram said, certainly. And so are you. Oh, oh my. If that word has been birthed in you, you'll have to nurse that word. And here he says, now, you're doing the same tonight by feeding him your praise. By feeding him your praise and giving him your glory. Do you want to feed him tonight? Then praise him. Come on. Mary willingly fed him. Surely the bride can feed him tonight in praise and in glory and in hallelujah. Glory. Feed it, Ellie. Feed it. People have no victory because they got no praise. Ooh, I better get off that one. What is God doing? Re-establishing God and man again. The one that could make Abraham a father of nations is the same one that's making you, creating you into the very image of God. The great creator became my savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. God came to Abraham 
He was Abram, 75 years old. I'm not 75. I'm going to look down there. I'm looking down the aisle there. Norm, don't look at me. <laughs> huh? Here's a, here's a guy, 75 years old, and all of a sudden he hears the voice of God. Uh, Abram, leave your kindred. I want you also to leave Cloverdale. And I'm going to, I'm not, you know, just start walking. I, you mean I got to leave everybody? Leave everybody. Separate yourself, Abram. And Abraham believed that was the voice of God. The only way that he could believe there had to be a part of God in him. Because it's not for everybody. Lot thought he'd tag along. And look where Lot ended up. In Sodom. So now here's Abraham, or Abram. Think of it. An old man, Brother Bram said, at 75 years old. And I'm not calling you old. Whoever is that 75. No, 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 no. But it was God that said, I will make you a great nation. My, my. My, just look at, if Abraham had to look in the mirror, which I don't think he quite had a mirror like we had, get up in the morning and look at himself and said, I'm going to be a great nation. My wife's barren. I'm old. What on earth is, but he believed God. He separated himself and he had to keep speaking the word that the word said he was. Mm-hmm. I am father of nations. He had to say it. Come on, bride. Stay with me. We'll be wound up in about 10 more minutes, okay? Stay with me. David, say, I'm the bride of Jesus Christ. Abraham had to say he was the father of nations because his confession made his body subject to his confession. Abraham, you're getting older. You're 80. I am the father of nations. God spoke to me. I am the bride. God spoke to me. Amen. And then Satan comes in and and starts to rob a part of his inheritance. He was infallible. Invincible. Until he was now changed. I should say infallible. He was invincible. Until the change. Because God had to bring a nation out of him. Because he spoke it. It had to happen. He took the word, received the word, and what happened to him? He got a change. Hello? Come on. Come on. He took the word, received the word, and it brought a body change. Amen. People have to be, you know, look at that and say, well, Abraham, brother Abraham, you are really, look at that. You're 99 years old. But look at God visited him. God spoke to him, number one. Then he met him as El Shaddai. Then he met him as Jehovah Jireh. He met him as Melchizedek. He kept on meeting him and meeting him and meeting him until Elohim stepped to his tent. If God met you here, he'll meet you there. If he met you there, he'll meet you here. If he met you here, he'll keep meeting you there until you get your change. Yes, sir. Amen. Lord, give me my body. Give it to me. This is a message from God himself to Abraham. I will make you a father of nations. That make, if you look it up in Hebrew, means create. 
I will create for you to be a father of nations. The great creator went before his creation and granted Abraham all that his heart's desire. Look at you. Look at you today. Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong, giving him praise. Mm-hmm. Strong, giving him praise. Mm-hmm. Staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong, giving praise to him. Even though when it looked really bad. And Brother Bram said at one time, just before Elohim came to his tent, there was a great upheaval in the camp. Sarah was having a bad day and Abraham was having problems with his men and there was just a real rouse going on. But God had a visitation in his mind. So the turmoil starts happening. I keep looking for Elohim. Lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. Revelation after revelation. Message after message. Brother Reed, how do you like serpent seed? I love it. I won't put words in your mouth. I'll put it in my mouth. Without serpent seed, I couldn't even see salvation. And as soon as I saw serpent seed, I saw salvation. I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, coming to the world speaking lies. Then I knew I had to get saved. And the whole book started to open up and virgin birth started to uh, start to make sense to me because I, I wasn't even a Christian. I didn't even give my heart to the Lord. But all these mysteries and God in his greatness and God in his mercy started to deal with my soul. And as he dealt with my soul and I gave my heart to Christ, all that is God, he started to show who he was. I said to a brother the other day, he says, I wish I was a lot farther along in my life. I said, what, what year are you in right now? He says, I'm in my second year. i got two more years to go. I said, well, I'm happy that you have two more years to go because if I had you working at my place, I'd hate to have a guy that's only got two years under his belt. Everybody wants to be the red seal, you're right, before you've gone through the school. Everybody wants to have the power of the spoken word. Everybody wants to be... But saints of God, why don't you do your muscle building? Get on your knees. Start lifting weights. Praise Him. Why don't you lift up your hands and give Him all the glory? Why don't you feed Him with the praise off your lips and the glory of God off your lips? God is waiting for a people to take Him at His word. For Elohim has come to your tent to give you a body change. And you're wondering, when is that going to take place, Brother Tom? Brother Bram said, now, Elohim. He said, you want to see Elohim? Let me show you Elohim. I'll just turn my back. What was he telling us, saints of God? What was he saying to us? Are you ready for a body change? Are you living? Are you under expectation? As we started up at the beginning, Sister Clarissa. I'm expecting his expectation. And his expectation is for me to put on the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. But you know what you need to do and I need to do and, and, it's, and it's happening amongst us. We have to start creating an atmosphere. 
Fussing and fighting will not bring the atmosphere of God. Brother Ram says here now, he says now God is moving in this building right now. Can't you sense the change in the atmosphere? What an atmosphere. This is an atmosphere. I wish I could live in this forever. That sweet, humble feeling. My, he said, angels are walking up and down the aisles. Now, is he telling us a story or was it happening? Come on. Stay. Come on. Come on. Was angels walking up and down the aisles? I wonder, is there angels walking up and down the aisle? Brother Bram said, you, when you get over there, will realize how real Jesus was here amongst you. Hmm. He says, angels are walking all up and down the aisles. Look at them standing at those posts. <laughs> oh, Beulah land, I'm longing for. Look at this. It says, angels are walking up and down the aisles. They're all around those posts standing there. They're all around the tent. They're outside the building. The angels of God are moving. Their great wings are spread. That's what makes you feel the way you feel. Mm, Lord, as Michael preached on, open our eyes to see there's more for us than against you. Amen. Abraham believed God. Let me say this in closing musicians, why don't you come? Abraham believed God. James writes in 2.23, and it was fulfilled and said, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness as he was called the friend of God. If you're a believer and God has come to your address, God is indeed your friend. You sing the chorus, Oh, what? A friend that walks beside me. A lot of times we sing and don't realize what we're singing. He's walking beside you. Abraham believed God. And it was imputed to him unto righteousness. The last definition of belief is. He entrusted him. He had complete confidence in him and realized that God wanted a total commitment to him. Let's walk with God. Let this foreknown of God become a reality to you. You are a part of the creation of God being conformed to the very image of God. Act like God. Mm. Jesus was our example. A son of man today, a son of man was our example. You, you get in your mind some lofty idea of what that is, but we were given an example how to live that kind of life. Can you fully entrust him to the very degree 
that he is actually molding you into his very image because you are a part of his creation. What are we doing with what God has been showing us? What are we doing in our everyday life? How are we putting God first? So we say, He's the preeminent one. And we are allowing so much to go by and miss what God's doing. I would say to you tonight in closing, if you want to attach yourself and say, I am a message believer, it's more than just believing William Branham is a prophet. He was showing who you are in him. And it's more than just seeing a son of man. You have to realize you've come from the son of man. You have to come to that perfect realization. Lord, I'm yours. And that whatever the devil does to me doesn't matter because I've got him under my feet. That, Brother Branham said, should be a living reality burning in you with the light of the gospel and letting then God vindicate God is amongst you. You should be, he said, full of love, full of Christ, full of his nature, full of his life. There should be a flame of God burning in our hearts. I believe, Brother Bram said, I believe that there's a preparation of a great destruction for this world that has never been known. We're at the end. If they are preparing for destruction, I am preparing for a translation. We have not come here just to learn about the message. We have come to this revelation of this hour to become him. I'm sorry, friends. I wish I could make it lighter for you, but I can't. I can't. It's time you raise up. It's time you know who you are. It's time to stand as I preached three weeks ago. And we are not going, we've crossed put the line down. We're not crossing it. We're standing on thus saith the Lord and there's nothing that's going to move us from this position. We are the vindication of His Word. Amen. 
We are the vindication of his word. Brother Bram goes on to say in the invisible union, the anointed word of God is being vindicated before men that's born to be the sons of God. And those that are the predestinated that have the germ only see God. Oh my. Only see God. God's message. That God that's in heaven, they only see this. How do they see this? Brother Bram said, how do they see this? You see this only by being predestinated. It's word on word on word on word on Wednesday night on Sunday morning. On Sunday night on Wednesday night. Word on word until you come to the full stature of Christ. Do we have another hundred years? God forbid. What does the scripture say? That generation that says Israel become a nation shall not pass away. Say, Brother Tom, it was so great at the beginning. You're so liberated. You're so preaching. But now it's now just down home. We've got to move in deeper ways in Christ. It's word on word. Word on word. Word on word. Until we come into the full stature of Christ. That's right. He can come to get his bride. He's just ready for one thing. We're just waiting for one more thing. That's the coming of the Lord. Oh, see the bright light shine. It's just about home time. Are, as we close and ask the question, or is our tabernacles groaning within? Are we living at the time when mortality will be swallowed up of life? I say amen. Our bodies are groaning, then we're children. If our bodies are groaning, Brother Bram said, then we're heirs of the kingdom. If our bodies are groaning, we're being conformed to his blessed image. If our bodies are groaning within, there's an inside life, seed life that's living within. And if that life is living within, then you're an heir. An heir. You're an heir, Brother Bram says, to all things. You're an heir and joint heir and participant with God. One then that will receive, Brother Alex. I say, I prayed to the Lord and I said, the same hand that grabbed the heel of that shoe, may it come out of glory and take the heel of a man Drag him to shore and drag him into an experience with God. That is our inheritance. Oh, see the bright light that stands. It's just about home time.
is another day. Paul writes, for it's God that worketh in you both the will and to do. And how often that is preached. But the do. If you look it up, the do. We are not hearers only, but doers of the word. That means that we've been clothed with a power to perform, to promise. There's something in the seed of God in you. There's a power in you to perform to the promise that God has called you in this hour. Don't live underprivileged. Take the word and do what the word says you are today. You are his overcoming bride. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, your word is true. It was word upon word that changed Abram to an Abraham, to a father of nations. It was word after word, visitation after visitation. He took a hold of that word and it transformed him into his promise. Lord, there's a little lady tonight standing here on a Wednesday night. She takes word upon word, promise upon promise. Here a little, there a little, line upon line until she walks into that very promise for her hour. Would you bless your people, Lord? And God, as they get down on their knees and as they start praising you, feeding you with their praise and with their glory, I pray, God, that you will strengthen them and they in turn, Lord, will realize the great creation that's laying within them is longing, Lord, to be expressed for the very purpose of this hour. Would you bless your people? God, deal with each and every one of us to perform to the promise that you have called us in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know what I'd like to end on? Brother Michael actually said it in his prayer. I just want to end with only believe. Say, Brother Tom, we've not ended a service like that in a long time. But you know, saints of God, sometimes we take the word and yes, we can be all stimulated by it, but we now need to apply it. Do you believe all things are possible? Then let's just sing that as our closing song tonight. Only
dismissed in Jesus' name. And may God grant to you a greater revelation of what this message and word is all about. May you have been encouraged tonight, and I trust you have been. Go in faith, believing. They're dismissed in Jesus' name.